0: In 3, two, now, 1. Yeah. That's the job that the government, is it, it's us that still go out, walk their lives away, pay for all the taxes, pay for
1: absolutely everything. I've not seen any guards. I've seen more parking enforcement officers than I've seen guards. I'm not going to change. I'm not going to not be myself. And there's nobody going to take that from
0: me.
2: Join the conversation. Call 0818 969696. Extra WhatsApp
0: 083 396
2: Email opinion at 96 FM.
0: This is The Opinion Mine with PJ Coogan. Pogs 96
3: FM. Morning all. You know what? This has felt like a real long week. I don't know why. It's only been a five-day week. It's felt like it was about eight and a half days. I think the reason for that is I wasn't sleeping very well during the first half of the week. Thankfully, I slept like a newborn last night. But something that happened before I got that little bout of insomnia was I had a bunch of funny old dreams. So we were chatting about this in the office the last few days and we thought we haven't had a chat with Michael Sheridan in quite some time. So he'll join us later uh, to look at some dreams. I'll tell him about the strange thing that I've been dreaming about, or the strange things I've been dreaming about, and then I'll be asking him about my whether insomnia. Because I find myself that if you dream crazy for a few nights, maybe you've come across this right? You dream crazy for a few nights, mad stuff, stupid stuff, and then you can't sleep at all for about a week. Um, I'll be asking about that connection. But if you have any crazy, freaky, recurring, scary, or just funny dreams that you're having, we'll have uh, Michael on from the USA. Uh, just after 11 we chat with him you can WhatsApp me in with 083 396 96 96 maybe even send a voice note with your question about your dream and see can we put some of them to him it being Friday we like to do these kind of things something else as well did your mammy ever tell you a lie when you were growing up I remember my mother telling me one and I promise you I'll tell you before 12 and you'll never think of it but my mother told me a lie when I was about 11 (laughs) And she was never more wrong About anything in her entire life i bet you if she's listening now Morning Mammy She doesn't even remember herself Um, But the ones our mothers used to tell us Like Eating cheese before you go to bed Will give you nightmares That kind of nonsense Sitting too close to the telly Will damage your eyes Or my favourite one The one that has absolutely no basis In science Or fact Or sense You wonder where they it out of, don't swallow that chewing gum. It'll take seven years to digest. <laughs> or, or the other one, if you swallow an apple seed. Remember that one? Well, swallow an apple seed now, there'll be a tree grow inside you. <laughs> and then your mother told you that you laugh about now, but you think at the time, okay, okay, mummy." <laughs> oh, 9696 9 Just because it's Friday and it's a bit daft. And if you want to talk about... We haven't done this in the office, but if you have notions about Donald Trump and, and, and Squidgy or Stormy or whatever her name is, Daniels, I think, and just throw this one out there for what it's worth, right, Um, I think this only benefits Trump. He ain't going to go to jail. He will probably just get fined. He doesn't see it as being embarrassed. He's such a raging, raving, crazy narcissist that he actually sees it as grist to his mill. And if you ask me what's going on is it could secure him the nom- it almost certainly will secure him the nomination to run the next election that's what his supporters are like but anyway that's where we are that's where we are let me start though with Deirdre and look young people across the city and country they're just scrambling to get on the property ladder and there's all sorts of things standing in their way low housing stock high cost of living ridiculous prices it's impossible. And high rent, how the hell can you save for a deposit for a mortgage when the rent is as high as it is? Deirdre, you're one of those people. You're struggling to get on the property ladder. Good morning to you. Good morning, PJ. Tell me about life. Tell me what it's all about.
4: Um, I suppose we were listening to you this yesterday on the radio and, and around the rental market. We're hitting the same problems everyone else's. The, the issue with our family is we have additional need as well. and um, So one of us have had to go on carers allowance full-time because we have a severe intellectual dis- disability and autism and, and non-verbal, same as a lot of people we meet yes. nowadays. Yeah. Um, I suppose my own story before I met my partner um, 10 years ago was I was a lone parent. I became a lone parent at 24. I'm 41 now. And I've done 18... Different uh, years renting in twelve different properties. I've never been able to um, stay anywhere longer than three, four years max. Um, they're all one-year contracts being offered. We can't get on the property market because we no longer have savings because the HSE therapies aren't there for our son, so we yeah. have to pay privately. Um, it just—it it just seems to be one thing after another. I've three letdowns from the HSE. I've no NCT. I've, you know at at some point these politicians are going to have to realize it's not these solutions they're coming up with aren't hitting the correct mark C- come back to that there you not, said
3: 18 years renting in 12 properties how come you had to move about yeah. so much
4: because i was so young and because i was a single parent i was viewed discriminatively by some of the landlords and they just would only offer a one out, one year lease I've never fallen down on my rent I've always paid up front I've never had a problem getting deposits back none no issues I've I've the full 12 references
3: yeah but they just won't they, so like they wouldn't they roll, roll them over the, like you pay your rent yeah, everything's on time places in good no they wouldn't the problem, roll over the contract like,
4: no no, and the problem is that they don't trust the market. They've been bitten too many times, all these landlords. And like I have family that, that rent other properties and they, they've been bitten as well. I see it everywhere. How do you mean I'm currently what in a property that isn't PRTB registered and nobody's picking them up on it? Yeah. How and do you mean they've been it's, bitten? It's just ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Like all B J.
3: How do you mean they how, how do you mean they've been bitten?
4: They've they've all had bad experiences. Everyone I talk to has had bad experiences. I know one particular landlord in Cork and she's been bitten so many times and she's just such a compassionate landlord. Mm-hmm. And she, she has five different flats in, in Cork and she lowered rent through COVID for them. She's done everything she's had and two of them have left her high and dry and walked out without paying.
3: But why should you be judged for the actions of others, Deirdre?
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. We're finding it hard enough to keep going on a daily basis and getting up and, and sending our child to, to school with the additional needs, with the, the lack of therapies and autism itself itself in itself PJ you know is hard I went back myself um, when I became a sole parent and I decided I'd put myself through college and I'd get some education because I didn't go to college when I finished secondary school I went back I did a a Bachelor of Accounting degree I have a postgrad in IT and when my son was born um, my second son was born I went back to Mary I and did um, a postgrad in autism studies and I'm, I'm working full time and I can't make ends meet we can't afford life health insurance we can't afford the things that we need for
3: our child. The, your partner gets the carer's allowance, that's right.
4: Yeah, yeah he gets yeah. the carer's allowance to stay at home, but that's all.
3: And of course, that's and it, now means we're in tested up the wazoo, like our, every, time, every everything you scratch.
4: Sorry,
3: that's means tested out the wazoo as well, isn't it?
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. So if I earn too much, his is deducted. So mm. either way, no matter what I do, I'm c- kicked. Either side.
3: Yeah, that's a particular one that like, I want to pick none of up us us on dear. Seeing... That yeah. That's a particular one that I wanted to pick up on. I mean here you are doing everything right, working hard, going back to get your qualifications, working hard at a full time yeah. job. Your partner has taken the decision that because your earning potential is better, you're the one going out to work. He stays at home, he gets the carers, but you any attempt and this is the this this grinds my gears, Deirdre, and always had. Yeah. I've talked to hundreds of people like you, you know, that any attempt to use that old expression, better yourself, or do better for yeah. yourself, or do better by your little family, any attempt, you're pulverised.
4: Absolutely like my my family have always brought us up well to to contribute to society to get back up into the thing we, like we were never raised on social welfare we would never even touch the social welfare system i was just haunted that the, the lone parent situation was available to me when i when i found myself in that situation unfortunately <laughs> and we got back on the ladder to give back to society and contribute back into the tax system as quick as i possibly could and i've gone from job to job since i haven't I haven't come off back onto social welfare since and I just find every single time, like now the pricing in house market has gone too high altogether. There's no point even looking because you won't find anything. I'm on for the bones of 45,000 a year myself. Mm-hmm.
3: That's a and decent salary. The most, still,
4: mm-hmm. the most mortgage we can get is 150,000 sure. and that won't, that'll give us a piece of land, nothing else. Wouldn't buy you a shed. No, Absolutely. I'm actually thinking at this stage that Ireland needs to change the 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 housing regulations and the planning, and allow people to put in more log cabins and more shipping container style homes, mm-hmm. and allow mortgages be applied for for those homes. Well, I mean, you can go down.
3: Option. I think you're right. You can go down to. East Cork, down there to Ballyseedy to the garden centre place there or you can go up to yeah, behind yeah. Hanley's down there at, at the, the Magic Roundabout and you'll find these little apartments completely self-contained and the manufacturers Absolutely. will tell you we can install a two-bed or even a three-bed with water and, and a lecky and draining and the, we can do that for under a 100,000 yeah. Sometimes under sixty thousand, sometimes under forty thousand. You'd wonder, wouldn't you, Deirdre, why you can't do that?
4: Yeah. Absolutely. And I mean with our son, like we're in a situation where we're renting now that the, the landlord isn't registered and we're we're looking at a possible eviction notice this year with nowhere to go. And our son can't survive in with a severe intellectual disability in a hotel room with the greatest respect, we're going to have to plead with, my, you know, family members to take us in if that happens. And it's it's a constant fear, a constant, constant fear. I mean, the girl that, that rented our house previous got a social house on the state of our house, and then they kept right, renting it out. But it was the only unit available when we, when we were moving, and it was the cheapest available for that reason we took it.
3: Yeah. What are you paying?
4: We're paying nine hundred, but we have the old back boiler system, and we have there's been no modern upgrades to the house. There's very little insulation. Even
3: immersion, the, yeah.
4: the old style windows. Oh, Good. Like the, it's it's. But a draft.
3: So I'd say energy bills. It's can't tent been too more handy. than.
4: Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. We're paying sixty five on electricity alone. And, and the back boiler. Then we have to have the 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 back the fire lighting to heat the house upstairs. So we have all the coal and, and logs throughout the year. I just, I, I don't understand where this government is going, PJ. I mean, I, I'm, we're talking about the rental market today. We were talking about NCT yesterday. That's overdue. I'm one of the 425 that are waiting on a date over a month. I've had two failings lately with a in CUH and, and the Mercy that have put delays on our family over... Weeks. My son's appendix ruptured because he couldn't get a bed on the other side of the theatre. I I was in an accident and, you know, the delays are just never ending and the government just seemed to be constantly pummeling the public mm-hmm. without making solutions that work for everyone.
3: don't know if you heard Simon tor- Coveney solution. with me on the programme yesterday uh, insisting, I, insisting, as he will do, that the government understands your position. What do you say to that?
4: They probably understand it, but I don't see him living in the same situations that we're in. They're on a better wage, they're on better better system, better supports, they've expenses to claim. I can't see them seeing the the everyday everyday show blogs like that most of us are Trying to just go to work and survive at this stage.
3: Like a TD's salary is a hundred and four thousand, I think, at the moment. A senator is about seventy thousand, and you can so prob- they can
4: afford a home. Yeah. Two and a half times their salary will get you the average home now.
3: Yeah, yeah. And with the best and will in the, the world, reality, and I, I wouldn't and it, like to. Add, that, the, with the best will in the world, they're detached, aren't they?
4: They are. Yeah, and not only. Not only that, PJ, but like with our autism present in the family, we're now in a situation that we need to adapt a house and a sensory room. We have some severe issues with our child. Like we can't put wallpaper on the wall without him peeling it off. Tell and in a, a little, rental situation, me, me a it's not ideal.
3: Him. Tell me a little bit about him.
4: It, he's he's eight. He's attending St. Gabriel's um, special school Brilliant in Carahean, who are fantastic. I, like Them and the pre-education in Sunnis were... Well, there are sense
3: You couldn't ask her We better. wouldn't have
4: got this far. No. No. We wouldn't have got this far. But our problem now is we're at the situation where we have very little health support now. I will say Labour Ireland and Curaheen are doing the best they can with the resources they have. And they're very helpful if you ring them up with a query. But they're slow to come back because they don't have the manpower either. And we're all trying to survive after COVID. We're all trying to get around things like our son is unlikely. He's going to be eight now in May. He's unlikely to talk Going forward and we're trying to get the the augmented communication with the iPad yeah. and get him engaging with that, but he's not interested at the moment. Do you know what but I'm going to like, say to you something? We're looking,
3: go on, go on.
4: Go yeah. On. Go on. We're looking at the situation of the future now where we we need to buy a house to suit his needs and his growing changing needs. Um the child is already in eleven in twelve to eleven to twelve, twelve to thirteen clothes. He's going to be six foot eight, the same as my family. And he's extremely strong. He's stronger than I am right now because his muscles are constantly moving for sensory seeking behaviors. And like we know, there's no respite services out there. We know because we haven't had a break since COVID. He doesn't know his own strength for a night. Yeah, but he doesn't. God love him, he doesn't like. And we haven't gone away for a night away ourselves um, as a couple since December 18. We haven't had one day off. And, like, it's not like you can hand them over to a family because they have their own priorities and their own issues no. and we feel that we're lumbering more on them and they've been as much support as they can possibly be to us.
3: Deirdre, I've talked it's to fun, so many people like yourself and and you know what it sounds like to me? And I'm saying this, I'm, I'm trying to bring this from a place of kindness. It sounds to me like you're drowning.
4: Yeah. That we're which? We're drowning. drowning? Absolutely, PJ. And we're one of many families it's it's the housing, it's the health care, it's the education. I mean, we had to fight for his place in St. Gabriel's. And even at that point, they have a nurse on staff and our son doesn't have a secondary underlying illness, thank God. But many of the kids up there do, and they were trying to prioritise those spaces for kids with medical issues. But because the spaces were so short the year we were applying, we were lucky enough to get in there. Mm. Like. It's it's beyond, I mean, they're in the middle of a review of the Epson Act for education and they haven't enacted 90% of it. They only brought everything. in the...
3: Uh, that bloody thing is you know, around, that, that thing is around longer than I am at this and stage. And Rory
4: Quinn was asked back in 2004 when he brought it into legislation and tried to enact it, how much would the whole lot cost? And he was told 12 million for the next 10 years. Yeah, yeah, We've yeah. spent over and above that, over and over since then. I know, I know. And we still are nowhere closer to a solution for any family that I know. has additional need. I know. It is ridiculous.
3: I know, I know. Listen, I hope that things improve for you. And that sounds so trite, Cohen. I appreciate can, the chat. Can, can I tell you something about the little fella who's eight now? Yeah. And you said to me that there's little or no hope of him speaking going forward, I'm going to tell you something and take it for what it's worth and I know you're being told what you're being told I have a lad, he's 25 he'll be 26 in October when he was 4 or 5 he was going to Sunnis and a wonderful, wonderful girl called Barbara Millsop said to us down there there. no, 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 she was just a a teacher down there, she said don't believe that don't believe that that he won't. And we're
4: talk. hearing stories of, of others. I that can't it, that shut are 12, him up. 13, 14 Jack. with their first. I can't I shut can't him up. I can't wait
3: for that to happen. I really don't. So don't, 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 be told by anybody that so your boy was never. What's about talk. our
4: situation? What's so frustrating about our situation with our child is we can see there's intelligence yeah. there. We know if we break through the communication, he'll be a mild or moderate yeah. intellectual. Yeah. That that, and that
3: breaks your heart to see yeah. that. That breaks their heart, and your he heart to see find that.
4: Mainstream. But nobody is willing to give him a, a cognitive test. that Doesn't have to answer well, questions Well, well give,
3: give, 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 give that little bit of of advice. Take it for what it's worth. Don't believe anybody. And I say this to any child, any any parent of any child who doesn't speak. I don't, I hate that term, nonverbal, Doesn't speak. I put another word in the end of that. Yet, because as I said, when we were when he was four, we were told our fella wouldn't rub two words together. Now I can't shut the bugger up. I mean that if anybody's struggling financially as well and it sounds to me like Deirdre and her family are if you're struggling MABS Money, Advice and Budgeting Service we've had them on with us countless times but MABS are there for any family who are struggling they will um, intervene with your energy supplier they will intervene with your bank they will intervene with your mortgage lender and they will try to sort out and cut a deal for you so if you need help with money MABS 0818 MABS 0818 072090 Speaking of energy bills, my my gas bill came (laughs) I was wondering what it would contain this time It wasn't pleasant reading this time either So it wasn't
2: Join the conversation
0: This is the Opinion Line
2: With the Cork City Marathon Take on your next challenge this June by running solo or with a team Register at CorkCityMarathon.ie Cork's 96 FM
0: Simon Murdoch and the best music mix
2: Weekdays from Midday on Cork's 96FM The show that is your afternoon soundtrack in Cork with these guys Hi everybody, this is Pink This is The weekend. This is Dua Lipa. I'm always giving away some of the best prizes in Cork Oh
5: my god, thank you so, so much This the best news ever And there's the random stuff
6: too, like How is your day going? Day 2
5: now, I went out to the right. My voice is still
6: gone
1: When your radio was on in the afternoons in Cork, make sure you're with me Yay!
0: show you what it's all about. Send it out. Simon Murdoch. Midday to 4pm on Cork's 96FM. Join the conversation.
2: Email opinion at 96FM.ie.
0: This is The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Cork's
2: 96FM.
3: Yeah, someone's suggesting Deirdre bring her boy to Lyskennett, the equine farm in Grenade. They're brilliant up there. Whatever magic is between... A child with autism and a horse. If you've ever seen it happen, it's magic. It's, it, no one can explain it. It's like, it's like assistance dogs. Yeah. Great suggestion. Great suggestion. Uh, Kate says, I worked with kids with special needs for years. They'd buy and sell you. They're all so clever. They just have different ways of expressing it and difficulties in doing that. You're so right, Kate. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. So the eviction ban officially ends at midnight tonight. We're talking about it all week. Asked Simon Coveney yesterday why they couldn't have held on for a while, he gave me some spiel about landlords leaving the market. And look, that's that's that's, that's what they're saying. And and that's that. Look, they won all their votes now, and the eviction ban is lifted at at midnight tonight. And what will happen will happen over the short or long term. But I know that a lot of people are threatening to overhold, as in not leave. And during the week. I was wondering just what is the legal position if you decide to overload. Now, Paul Murphy, the people before Prophet T D, who, to be fair to the man, has a law degree, stood up in the doll the other day and gave some explanation of how you can stay in your house. Uh, but look, he may well have a law degree, he does have a law degree, but he's also a politician, and politicians gonna politic. But let's remind ourselves of what Neave said to me during the week. Uh, she has an ev- eviction order. She's supposed to be out tomorrow.
7: so this eviction that I have been given, it is a legal binding document. But it's not standing over that she can come and change the locks in the door and have the city sheriff or the county sheriff come to my door and say, "Here's a roll of black bags. Start packing. You need to go now."
3: So, so you've made a decision now. I'm not going anywhere.
7: No, my teenage daughter, that's 15. I have a son that's 11, I have another daughter that's 10, I have a 3 year old and I have a 6 month old I'm not bringing them down to a guard station mm. they've only ever known to sleep in bed in their bedrooms with their posters and their stickers on their walls lying down in bed at night time on their phones
3: I said I wanted to get a legal view on this. Solicitor William Harvey joins me. William, I wouldn't ask you to comment on a specific situation. That would be wrong. But in general, if one decides not to leave when one is being evicted, what's the story? Good morning.
8: Morning, PJ. Thanks for having me on. So the position is with any tenant who overholds beyond, and the important thing here is beyond a a valid notice of termination, um, an application is made by the landlord to the RTB. Um, and then thereafter, the RTB make a determination that they are, in fact, overholding and they do have to leave. That is then enforced in that order. So on, on foot of that order, it is that is not enough. A the court then has to enforce it. So you may have to make an application to court as the landlord. And once the court affirms the order of the RTB, um, and again, there's procedures there. Notice has to be served on the tenant. Um, then further steps can be made uh, as necessary, lodging with the necessary sheriff to have the person removed if, if needs be, if they're failing to employ with, with the order of the, the court.
3: Sounds like it's a process that could take some time.
8: Qu- quite a bit of time, PJ, it does. And uh, there's quite a lot of moving parts. Uh, in my experience in the past, service can be quite difficult. Um, tenants tend to know that this is coming. Um and if documents aren't served properly, it's not before the court properly. The court won't make orders. Um, but I suppose the issue for the tenant and anyone who does intentionally like it is illegal to do so once the RTB have determined uh, that you should leave and that the termination was valid. You also are going to be incurring quite significant costs. Uh, you know, applications were made to the court, uh, generally involve a solicitor, a barrister, uh, and, you know, if you are intentionally overholding, um, uh, you know, you are liable for those costs and the yeah. court would make that. And uh, That would be something I would stress to anybody that um, while, it, it, of course, nobody wants to be out of a home and it's particularly difficult at these times, but uh, there would be significant costs involved in, in enforcing from everything from the RTV application to the court process thereafter to, uh, the sheriff, whoever may be uh, ultimately removing the the, the the tenant So,
3: if you decide if anyone decides that they're not going to leave then fine, it'll take some time to, for want of a layman's term, turf you out legally mm. turf you out but, while you're buying yourself time you're also risking a huge legal bill
8: Certainly um, and, and, and that's the risk you run um, you'll also be liable for the rents for the time you're there. That doesn't just get wiped or washed away because uh, you're overholding. You're liable for those rents. Um, you're liable for the legal costs. And uh, the longer it goes on, the more costs are involved. Um, mm. So, you know, you, you, um, you might be robbing Peter to pay Paul. At do, do you, the end, what's do you all run it? the
3: risk at all, William, of being accused of trespass?
8: Uh, like you' you're you are essentially are over you, you are trespassing that 's what overholding is um uh, it wouldn't attract criminal proceedings or criminal prosecution by the state it's certainly a civil matter and only a civil matter where it concerns um residential tenancies and uh, to be very frank i 'm advising quite a lot on this these are the calls that i 'm now getting do I have to leave i 've nowhere to go it's uh you know uh, it's um B's and hotels if i 'm lucky. And and these are the calls we're seeing coming in all the time, though, unfortunately.
3: Just expand on that a little bit. And I wouldn't ask you to go into anybody's specifics, William. But you're saying that as a solicitor who, who deals in these particular areas, you are seeing an upsurge.
8: Well, 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 at the end of this eviction ban, this week and last week, there's been a huge number of calls to, to, to my office, to me, um, where people have said, you know, it's up on the 30th of March, Uh, a determination will validly kick in in uh, early April you know what are my options here and it is literally the advice I have just given you is what I've given them Um, exactly the same that this is the process if they want to get you out or to use your expression to turf you out this is the process Um, And it does take time, but these are the ramifications if you do this, you know, you'll be liable for the rent still, that doesn't just go away. And also there's significant cost, it is a significant cost Mm -hmm. to a landlord to go down this route, you know, and like my advice to people is, you know, you are doing something illegal and overholding, um, and I don't recommend they do that, obviously.
3: Mm. And lastly someone else made the point during the week that uh, a, a, a sizable percentage of eviction notices that are served on tenants are actually wrongly formatted or wrongly composed in some way and if 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 you're in possession of one of those your your notice starts again
8: exactly so w- w- my advice is if ever you get a notice of termination in and um From a landlord's perspective, if you Google it, there's a number of different forms. Like you can get pulled to a number of different pages on Google or whatever. And uh, if you go to the wrong form and it's not, there's very specific. The RTB website is very helpful in this regard. And both from a tenant and landlord perspective, setting out exactly what is required. Now, if you receive a termination, you have a certain period of time to challenge that depending on the length that you're there. So if any tenant does receive an also termination, you go to the r b website, you go through, you pick through every single requirement, make sure it's done properly, service is done properly, and um, you, have a, you can't just wait until the last day and say uh, this is invalid. You have a certain time to challenge it okay. and you have to set out the grounds upon which you challenge it.
3: One last question which has come in on the legal costs that will mount up if one chooses to overhold. Do they come under the remit of legal aid
8: so assigning of legal aid will depend on your own circumstances Um, what I'm talking about now is so if if a tenant is looking for representation they may well be assigned legal aid it it would be unusual in these circumstances but it depends on your circumstances and and say that's a matter for the legal aid board to, to review and determine but the cost I'm in fact talking about is if a landlord came in to me and I had to pay me, and I had to go get a barrister and we had to bring an application to court. a tenant wouldn't be um, tenant wouldn't be covered or um, would be absolutely liable for those costs. you know providing okay. a court made an order saying the, the tenant is to pay the landlord costs of bringing this application, so they wouldn't be covered from a legal aid perspective it would be the cost of the landlord I'm referring to there
3: okay. William, as always, appreciate your expertise. William Harvey, uh, 0818 96 96 96. So look, we wanted to check the legalities of overholding. You've heard them. It will take quite some time to force you out of the house if you decide to overhold. William would advise you not to, but should you decide to overhold, it will take some time for your landlord to force you out, but there is the risk of running up very sizable legal costs. I wonder... And here's the thing many politicians on the opposite side of Éireann and on the opposite side of councils around the country have been saying to people to overhold. Overhold. Now they have said keep paying your rent, by the way. They have said keep putting away and keep paying it. that should be fair. But none of them have said we'll pay your legal costs if you end up goosed over it. 0818 96 96 96 also the guards on Garda has requested that homeless people without emergency accommodation do not go to Garda stations they just don't have the surroundings for children that's according to Focus Ireland yeah a Garda station is considered to be a place of safety for children there are a couple of places of safety legal places of safety one is a Garda station another is a hospital But while it's considered a legal place of safety, most Garda stations have nowhere to put a child. What are they going to do? Set up bunks in the the public area? This idea that you have to present your children at a Garda station. Yes, yes, it's a place of safety, but most Garda stations have no facilities at all. John and Cove fully supports anyone who stays in place when they get a termination notice. I think in a crisis like this, the landlord should be made to help the tenant find new accommodation. PJ, it's important that people going down this route also have their rent paid up to date before the termination date, and they keep paying rent while they're overholding. Not doing so can cause other issues. But other than that, I would back them 100%. Yes, thank you, John. John and Cove. And again, to come back to Paul Murphy, who I mentioned a while back, who has a law degree and is a TD, but uh, he, he did say, he did say, keep paying your rent if you overhauled. <laughs> Something we're looking at for this Friday outside of all the serious heavy duty day to day stuff is the, the lies your mammy told you when you were growing up. My, my mother had a particularly unfortunate one that I, I, I laugh and she laughs when I bring it back up with her and tell you about it later on. Uh, going to bed with wet hair will give you a cold. And so why you would want to go to bed with your hair wet, I don't know anyway, because it would be very uncomfortable. But there's absolutely no medical evidence to support it. Any GP will tell you you can get a cold only from someone sneezing or coffee near you or bodily fluids. Wet hair? No. No, 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 no. And get, you'll get sick if you go out without a coat? No. Again, no evidence of that at all. Although... They do say that in cold weather, the immune system fights a little bit harder, so that's that's one uh, there was a particular favorite uh, if if the wind changes your you, you make a face right you make a face Take out your tongue right if the wind changes your face will stay like that frighten the life out of us otter nonsense of course eating apple seeds there'll be a tree growing in your stomach. What clown decided that was a good idea um if you pick a dandelion, you'll wet the bed. Now, dandelions and other such things were known by our grandparents as pissing the beds. That's where that came from. But there was none tr- nothing that ever was in that truth. No truth at all in that. None. My another favourite one was, um, and this uh, this was nasty. Did your mother ever tell you that the ice cream, you know, the ice cream truck, ding ding ding, ding. the ice cream truck would come through the park? <laughs> they only play music when they're out of ice cream your mother would tell you <laughs> that was horrible though wasn't it Ray is is that about a mother's myth oh very good let me just drag that in out of the machine and we'll have a listen Ray on voice note is this the one here alright let's see what Ray has to say are we ready load her up there now let's go for it so
5: when I was young I had long red hair and a just crazy amount of freckles And I used to be so insecure because back in the 80s, having red hair, you know, wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't acceptable. And I used to get bullied for having red hair and and freckles. And um, she used to tell me to reassure me that one day you will have, and I was so white, she said, you'll have, um, your freckles will all join together and you'll eventually have an overall tan all over your body. And I can tell you this much now at 42, I still have crazy amounts of wrinkles so it didn't happen
3: it didn't happen nor will it Anna my sister tells her kids their tongue will turn black if they tell lies that was another one Anna and the second half of that I only heard recently I don't know who was talking about it but that only mothers can see the black so that was my friend said that uh, only mothers can see the black that was the second half of that Anna 0818 96 96 96 What happens to HAP If you overhold On your eviction notice I do not know But I'm sure we can probably find out Join the
0: conversation This is the Opinion Live
2: With the Cork City Marathon Take on your next challenge this June By running solo or with a team Register at CorkCityMarathon.ie Cork's 96 FM What?
0: to
3: nine
2: a.m. on Corks ninety-six
3: FM. Things people have done in your house, lads. I stayed in an ex-girlfriend's family house. Woke up after lots of responsibilities. Went to the toilet, fainted, and broke the shower door. And w- <laughs>
0: woke up to her parents staring at me on the ground. <laughs> Guys, we had friends over for dinner. One of them used the upstairs bathroom. She blocked the toilet. Oh, no. Of course, he couldn't unblock it. I, I wouldn't to... leave the bathroom. I would endeavour with every
8: bit of my fibre and being to do it. I'd be on Amazon buying sticks of dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone has to have a buddy in Dino right. Yeah. And just feed that snake thing up through the upstairs window. Imagine yeah. that happening and no one knowing. inside the house. is a whole operation on YouTube. How to unblock toilets? <laughs> Casey and Ross in the morning. You can now order your 231 electric Skoda
2: Emiak from No DC Cars. Skoda sales of the year
3: exclusively Skoda in the city we did some stuff on wills yesterday with Lana Nolan from Wolf and company solicitors. one of the things I learned yesterday was that you can cut your kids out of your will but not your wife I didn't know that well I knew you couldn't cut the wife out but I didn't know you. You could cut the kids out. Not that I'm thinking of anything. And her advice was, get yourself a will. Make sure that you know what you want to give it, who you want to give it to. It'll make it easier if anything should happen to you. Our parents used to tell us, says, Jane, the ice cream man only played music when he'd no ice cream. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> that was, Now, that was cruel. That was cruel. Oh, the ice cream man only plays his music when he's... Or, when, why? why would the ice cream man only play lovely happy music when he has no ice cream left Enda? I was ah come here end I was told that chewing gum would stick to my lungs if I swallowed it I would worry very much about the quality of your parents biology teacher Enda, if that's what they believed your holy communion money Oh, that's for me. Oh yeah. All the lies parents tell. Yeah. Oh, love your holy communion money <laughs> is in the credit union. And other great. Thanks, Mary.
2: Join the conversation.
0: This is the opinion line.
2: With the Cork City Marathon, take on your next challenge this June by running solo or with a team. Register at corkcitymarathon.ie. Corks ninety six. M- the minds are live Hello. Join the conversation Call 0818-969696 Text WhatsApp 83
0: 396 96 96. Email opinion
2: at
3: 96fm.ie This
0: is the Opinion Line with PJ Coogan March 96
3: Yeah, we we, we haven't had a chat with uh, Michael Sheridan, the dream analyst, in quite some time. And I was chatting this morning, the last couple of days with the lads, about strange dreams I'd had. And then followed by a few nights where I just barely slept at all. Real bout of insomnia. And I've noticed a pattern. And it was from that. And another email, fascinating email that we got as well, about someone's very odd dream so that prompted us to contact Michael he'll be back with us after 11 for a chat about your strange or crazy or frightening or scary or lovely dream or the one that follows you around and haunts you uh, give us a WhatsApp with the details of what you're dreaming and we'll put some of them to Michael after 11 o'clock 083 396 96 96 083 96 96 96 you can either write it in a WhatsApp message or you can voice it in a whatsapp message on the wills and the credit unions Kate says the death grant now in many cases is paid directly to the undertaker and it's better that way. Tis true Kate now there's one crowd there's one crowd who know how to charge. Oh God they do yeah yeah I'm sure there's a lot of hard work In laying a loved one to rest On behalf of the undertaker I'm sure there is, I'm not lessening the work, But boy do they know how to charge And there's another conversation Probably for another day But have you seen how much people spend on coffins Like some coffins You'd buy a second hand car For the cost of, of some of what people Put their loved ones into to bury them some coffins are desperately expensive Me? I've said it before and I'll say it again Wrap me up in a few black bags And gaffer tape And fire me into the oven down in um, Down in, whatchamacallit Down in Spike in Hall Bolin. I've, I've, I've no interest in posh coffins or anything like that and Spread me ashes On the beach in Lanzarote Anyway I'm in the middle of sorting a will, says Olive I was told the debt debt benefit is gone from our credit union Yeah, Some of them got rid of it after 2016 Thanks Olive Do you remember over the last few months back end of last year, maybe earlier this year we were talking about Bus Connects and the various plans for where it might go and where bus lanes might be put and what we might lose because of bus lanes we had serious worries about John Spillane's cherry trees I think they're saved now with the latest changes made by Bus Connects and I know I I spoke to one guy on the the Douglas Road who said to me that his neighbour had plans to extend their kitchen out into what's presently the garden and he was laughing he said my friend was telling me over a pint the other night in the pub he said if he if he does the extension he's planning to do there'll be a bus stop in his kitchen we don't know what's going to happen to that but Sarah you were genuinely concerned and I think we might have spoken before you were genuinely concerned that you were going to lose most of your garden to Bus Connects now it's not going to happen up there in Grange Morning
7: hi p j How are you morning?
3: Hi, yeah uh, You were worried they were going to take a massive chunk off your garden
7: yeah it's the the wall' it's not just our garden like the wall we're at the edge of our estate, so it runs the whole length of kind of the front back and side of the house yeah. um and it's a big like retainer kind of structural wall like there's a big drop on the opposite side, so um. I mean, I'm no engineer, but my understanding is that it would have taken a huge amount of excavation kind of in, under, kind of along our garden and our side entrance and our driveway to even move that wall, and it would have been coming right up on top of our house.
3: They'd have had, uh, to, they'd have had to prop up your, your your garden, wouldn't they?
7: Pretty, uh, but yeah, pretty much, yeah, yeah. So, like, our garden is already tiny. It's, it's like a little postage stamp of a garden. Yeah, so, I saw the
3: picture in the examiner. Yeah,
7: yeah, yeah. so we would have, we would have lost. Like you know, what's what's already small there for our little kids, um, and our driveway, and you know our side entrance, and we were just concerned as well, obviously about the foundations of our house, given that it's a retainer wall, you know, yeah. the, to the side of our house. Um, so and, yeah, and was,
3: you, you went along and you you put in an objection, you put in an observation, and did someone say to you, Sarah, before Christmas, it'll be grand?
7: So yeah, we had a conversation then with the NTA um, before Christmas. Um, you know that they said they'd get back to us before Christmas, and they weren't getting back to us. Um, so I got on to um, Shane O'Callaghan, who's been great actually, our local councillor, mm-hmm. and he he arranged it. He'd been kind of I got on to him as soon as you know we had gotten the proposals anyway. So he was kind of going along, helping us all along. So he set up this call then again before Christmas. Um, and they did verbally tell us that they, they didn't kind of plan to proceed with the original proposals. Mm-hmm. Um, but I suppose we didn't see it in, on paper as such, in writing, yeah. until they went live yesterday. And we didn't know that they were going live yesterday until we got a call from the examiner asking, you know, did we know about it? Um, which so we so they told but, you
3: you'd be all right, but they never put it in writing instead, no, until they, it was in the paper.
7: Right. Exactly They wouldn't put it in writing um, And they, they hadn't put it in writing So we didn't kind of know really Till till it went live yesterday And like I said We weren't even told it was going live but right. Until I got a call from the examiner About it the day before So You're,
3: you're relieved though
7: Oh big time Yeah big time <laughs> Definitely, hugely relieved, yeah. 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 yeah, so it's great now our, our little girls get to, to keep their already small little garden and we get to keep our, our one parking space and, you know, not mm. worry will, will about Will the... there
3: still be buses running up there or what do you, do you know about that?
7: Uh, my understanding is that it'll be the bus lane will be on the just on one side of the road now the plan was that they were going to do both sides of that of the Ballycarreen road which is a narrow enough road so mm-hmm. they, the the original proposal was that they would do both sides and my understanding now is that they're they're proposing just one side now so i suppose they don't have to widen the road quite as okay. much then
3: okay all right good delighted for you sarah thank you thought they were going to lose their entire little garden and that big side wall and have to prop the whole lot up to fit in a bus lane. Uh, not going to happen. A lot of happy people down as well, thanks, Sarah. A lot of people relieved on Boreen Manor Road. There was some plan there that they were going to put bus lanes up the two sides of Bury Manor Road and they'd be snaffling up gardens and and driveways and that that seems to have been stepped down on uh, now and where was i going oh yeah we still don't, the, the, the Douglas road one i haven't had a chance i'm maybe do it at the weekend now. i haven't had a chance to sit down and look at the new map i know eimer's got a copy of it inside in the office but i haven't had a proper look at the new map but uh, i do see in the paper on oh, english done a lot of good stuff on this actually in the examiner i, I do see that where some residents still unhappy there was a, a move or a decision reversed down the road from us here as well in St. Luke's that people were relieved about but still uh, everyone's not 100% happy and people are talking about going to um, going to court yeah, let will have a look at that, thanks 0818 96 96 96 um, Jessica sent us a lovely email about children playing, because the weather is going to improve, I know it doesn't seem easy to believe this morning but the weather will improve the nights are getting longer the days are getting, will get warmer I promised they will and drier in fact it could get very nice even next weekend Easter weekend and the kids will be out playing and Jessica wrote us a lovely email pleading with us to ask people let the kids alone just let them play I'll talk to her next.
2: Join the conversation. This is the opinion line. With the Cork City Marathon. Take on your next challenge this June by running solo or with a team. Register at corkcitymarathon.ie. Cork's 96FM. Join the conversation. Email opinion at 96FM.ie.
0: This is the opinion line with PJ Coogan. Cork's 96FM.
2: Yeah, this was,
3: was a post, I think, Jessica, but we, we, we picked up on it, and I like it. I, I like it. Let me, let me read it uh, before I come across to you. I wanted to remind everyone living in estates the where there are families, especially, let the children play. Jessica.
5: Hello, how are you?
3: Um, I like this because I think you're right. I think we've gotten... Some people have gotten terribly grumpy and touchy about children playing on a green or on a road, in a park?
5: Yes, yeah. I have four kids, all age differently, and they love to play outside. Mm. Um, My older two have gotten into their video games, but I do encourage them when it's nice weather to go out and play. They have other friends of the state. It's a family-friendly estate, but there are neighbours that just disagree with what they do sometimes like they'll be playing with a ball and one of the neighbors will be like you know get that away from my car because where we live it's public the road is public yeah. so there's no private car parking spaces you know which is difficult for the kids because most of the the road then is taken up and uh, the cars are parked along the green you know yeah, So I do, I
3: do. It's difficult for them to know where to play and what to do. It's a ball, like it's on a rock. You know what I mean?
5: Yeah, and like I try and buy the softest balls and they'll have water fights and we even have neighbours complaining sometimes of the water getting on their car or the kids running across their house with the water and stuff like that and it's just just let them play. They're kids. We had a childhood. Water
3: will dry in the sun for pity's sake.
5: Yeah. (laughs) And my kids love the water fights, I buy them water guns and they'll be playing quite happily I got the police called last year on my kids Why? Um, Because of a ball, they were playing Kirby's, Uh, it's an old game that we taught them when we were little we used to play it and the ball went under her car and she accused the kids of scratching her car Okay. Do you know, and the police came and the kids were terrified. What they did? ran back into the house. Whoa, whoa,
3: whoa, whoa, Jessica. They called the guards because. The, oh.
5: Yeah. But you get them. We do live on an estate at the end of the day and just some people just disagree with, you know.
3: Do they ever the remember that they were children themselves once?
5: Well, I doubt it. <laughs> Everybody was a child once, do you know. Yeah. But then um, I try and keep a visual on my kids at all times. Yeah. But you know, I'm I'm a mother of four, so I'm doing housework on top of that, and you know, I can't keep an eye on them all the time. I try and get my older two to look after the younger two. You know.
3: Mm-hmm. Do you have a problem with? Yeah. You know, look, kids playing football or playing hurling or in it, it happens every year. Wimbledon is on, and they all want to be tennis yeah. aces, and and the ball. I don't know how many tennis balls I've thrown out of my garden over the years, or footballs, or throw them into the garden next door when I know there's children. Like, yeah. But you'll have people who'll puncture footballs and...
5: Oh, I haven't had that happen. Like, they kind of try and keep the ball, you know, if the ball goes somewhere, I've got quite a lot of neighbours that are really nice, and they'll throw the ball back.
3: Do you know? Yeah. <laughs> I ended up having a game one time with a little lad next door to me. Um... He had a he had a ball and he was just kicking around, harmless enough. Actually, he was playing with his dog. And, and of yeah. course, he was very enthusiastic, so he was coming over my hedge. So we started having a little game. We ended up playing volleyball over the ditch.
5: You know? <laughs> so. Yeah. The kids will be kids, you know. Mine, there's a there's a few trees up at the top of the estate and they love their sticks. They'll go and get the sticks and they'll be playing with the sticks and using them as swords and that. Yeah. And... You know, I'll have a couple of neighbours going, oh, I don't want them kids with the sticks around the cars. You know, I'll be like, but they're not really near your car enough to go, you know, scratch it or damage it.
3: The other thing about it too is that, you know, you get old ones, and I mean this now in the kindest part. Actually, don't. Old ones, cranky old ones, right? Out out the front door. (coughs) Shh, 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 shh. Would you stop it, woman?
5: Yeah, because especially my little lad, he's three now, and he loves screaming. And I have had that as well. There is a, a neighbour a couple of doors down. I won't mention names, but they call they have a nickname for her. She's called the witch. <laughs> yeah. And they they keep saying, "No, don't go near the witch. Don't go near the witch."
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but, we, you know? we we had a, we had a fella used to come out at night uh, in the evening time when the sun would be going down. He'd come out and he'd take photographs of little bits of. Shrubs that were grown on the green, yeah. And if there'd been a, if if there'd been a kind of a change in the shrub, like a little broken branch, oh right, yeah, he'd he'd start looking at that. Look to see what they did to see what they did.
5: For the love of God, nitpicking, yes. It's we've sh- had that a couple of times as well. Like we had a neighbour. She's she's gone now. She's moved out of the estate, but she was good with her camera. And my kids would be like doing chalk on the pavement and that. And it wouldn't be anywhere near her pavement. She lives across the road. Um, but she'd take pictures of that of them colouring outside and everything, and me and my partner outside. I don't know what for. Maybe
3: satisfied, her, I suppose. Shock on the pavement. Sure, It'll wash off in the first shower. It'll
5: wash of off, that's what I'm saying. Kids will be kids and just let them play, do you know?
3: Yeah. You're right. I had a, a a pal who used to say, and he'd meet, you know the way teenagers uh, gather around the under trees and uh, at corners yeah. under streetlights. And you know what? For the most part, they're up to no harm whatsoever. They just want to have a chat. Exactly. And have, fun, f- have some fun. And, and whatever. So your yeah. message is, as we come into that time of the year, Jessica, let the kids be kids.
5: Let the kids be kids, exactly. That's all I'm asking for.
3: (laughs) Would you you prefer them inside, strapped onto a computer?
5: No, I encourage my kids all the time to just be out, be active. Okay, my son, he's 13 now, my oldest, and he does love his Xbox. And it is quite hard to kind of motivate him to go outside. But at the end of the day, when he's out, he likes to hang out with his friends. He's got a couple of teenage boys that are in the estate as well that hang out with him. And he's doing no harm. Yeah,
3: Jessica, before I I finish with this, I'm going to read your message in full. But thank you very much for being with me. That's Jessica. And this is the message she put up. And if you have kids, cheers, Jess. If you have kids or if there are kids in your park, they might be a little bit loud and a little bit colourful. Here's what she said to everyone on my estate and other estates. As we approach summertime, I wanted to remind everyone that lives in areas where there are families, especially on a family estate, let the children play. If a child kicks a ball into your garden, just throw it back. If a child wants to chalk on the pavement and play hopscotch, piggy, as we call it in Cork, it'll wash off. If a child wants a water fight water will dry. If a child wants to run around laughing and shouting, isn't it good to hear them happy? If you're older, or your children are older, remember you too were young one time, and so were they. It's not like the olden days. Too many children are now sitting inside, playing on their computers. Not always the best thing for them. Life is too short to stress about these things. If it's a reasonable time, and no one's having a rave, don't be remembered as their grumpy neighbour. Just let the children play. I love that. If we could award an email of the week, I would, because that's lovely. And I often wonder why people feel it, their duty and their right to give children a hard time. Thank you. Let us go back to some of Mammy's myths and the things she told us that they shouldn't have told us I had a list of them there I'll get it out again and say oh yeah, Um, cracking your knuckles I can't do it anymore cracking your knuckles causes arthritis it's air that pops in the knuckles it can't cause arthritis eating crusts makes your hair curly or you'll grow up to be big and strong yeah yeah, 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 yeah um Sitting too close to the TV will destroy your eyes. Well, it might get ice. You might get eye strain, but never permanent damage. Eating carrots will help you see in the dark. Well, they are high in vitamin A, but that's the limit of it. Frank, what did your mother tell you?
9: Morning, morning, Peter. Good.
3: What did they tell you?
9: Or if you were ever bold, which obviously I never was
3: like No, that. no, God. No, no,
9: but there was 11 of us there, so somebody had to be at some stage, you know. Or it was always, um, if you're not good, it's the Good Shepherd's view. That was kind of cruel, though. It would make you think what they know. <laughs>
3: yeah, now that you put it that way.
9: Well, no, I remember growing up, PJ, we were a fairly musical family. and We used to actually go to Good Shepherd's maybe one or two Sundays a month just doing a bit of music and dancing for the people there. Like, you know, we never knew any different, obviously. Like, you know, there was tea and cakes and everything else in front of us. We thought it was a great place. So we were wondering why they telling us like that. you would be sent there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not, re- not realising, obviously, you know. Mm. but um, And I suppose the other one, when you think of us, and I don't know if we said earlier, if you remember, well, you barely remember a first confession. Yeah. You were told to lie, at it? Right? Were you? Weren't you? You were told to make up a, a sin for your first confession. Yeah. To get used to it, which <laughs> was basically you were being told, lie at confession. <laughs> you know, I, I was bold to my brother and sister, or I'd say the bad word, mm-hmm. uh, or something like that. You know, something simple. But PJ, that conversation you just had there with that lady, yeah. it just brought back such memories. Did you? I remember growing up, Mount Farm just off Blackpool. Yeah. And it, Either I said, it was 11 of us. So the estate was full of kids. Yeah. There was two particular neighbours, and we were out in football, and you're right, they'd punctured the ball. Why, like? They'd put a knife in the ball. Well, one particular lady, um, she loved her garden and her flowers. Right. So if the ball went in, the ball was never coming back out. She just stabbed
3: it, basically. Oh. And I, I can understand she'd like her flowers, like, and be fond of her garden, but I know. But destroying a child's toy is not—that's not fair. It, it,
9: it's madness. Now I remember one one time. All right, then we we coined a coffer that. We used to have the thing around Halloween, you know, the, the front gates and the house. Yeah, there were, were slip off iron gates. Okay. You can lift them off.
3: <laughs> okay. So, have to. So, I'm afraid of what's coming here. Go
9: on. I know. We used to go around and swap the gate. So we would have all the mammies out the following day searching the park to see where their gate was. Like, They'd get it back. <laughs> so, so, yeah, but so one year for this particular lady. Uh. And we said, right, what well, do we do now? Mm-hmm. So we, we spray paint Ah, we spray spray painted our gate yellow and she was all over the park for the next day or two looking for her gate which was on her on on her pass (sighs) oh for goodness 11 of ye well there was 11 of us going up yeah
3: your poor mother I
9: should have no television (laughs) go on go away well well, she was she was slightly deaf you see and every night when they went to bed dad to go, do you want to go to sleep or what and she go, what
8: (laughs) Frank,
3: Frank. <laughs> Only because it's Friday, I let you away with that. <laughs> <That's good laughs> on, Have a good weekend, my friend. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. Stop it. Angela. Angela.
6: Hi, PJ. Good morning. How oh, are you?
3: Great. Your mother used to tell you a few things.
6: She did. She used to say, well, I used to tell my own kids, to be honest. I was a minor grown-up now at this stage. Yeah. So I used to tell them the same, same as what you said a while ago like, you know, eat your carrots and your, you'll have great eyesight when you get older and and don't and eat all your crust, your hair big and curly. And yeah. they used to go out, them, you know, girls, as like being girls, they used to go out and change, swap shoes, you know, as they used to do when they were young.
5: Yeah.
6: And I used to say, if you keep swapping shoes, I said, your feet will never grow. And they used to say, like, oh, ma'am, oh, ma'am, take it off, take it off, take it off, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and if it was too cold then, I used to say, Do you know, too cold for them to go out. It could be dry, but it could be a very cold day.
5: Mm.
6: I was saying, Jackie Frost is out there. He's going to get your toes. He's going to bite your toes off. And they would not go outside the door. You frightened the night for Do you know, to keep them in out of the cold, they used to be very cold. They'd, you know the winter, winter days, yeah. winter um. nights. and Jackie Fox never got him my daughter's just saying there Jackie Swast never got him
3: (laughs) (laughs) Did you ever tell him the one about the ice cream van only playing music when they were out of it?
6: No I actually didn't but I heard you saying that PJ that's comical (laughs) (laughs) That is comical
3: I know I know Or the other great lie we told our children this won't hurt now at all love
6: oh yeah oh yeah I told them that <laughs> many a times and to this day they've said ma'am you actually did tell us that and it is actually hurt <laughs> <laughs> oh, just... you
3: lied mammy you I lied know,
6: I know I know I did, <laughs> the, 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 the,
3: the, it's part of, it's part of being a parent I will tell you before I finish the one my mother told me which I don't think anybody else will guess uh, it was it was it was a great lie she told me I say I was 10 I certainly knew very little about biology at the time but I'd say I was 10 um, 0818969696 I'm skidding at the one about Holy Communion remember the one uh, your Holy Communion is safe I'm minding it for you Mammy would say I'm minding your Holy Communion money Mags remembers that the same week her parents were minding the money. <laughs> Everybody got new curtains and bedspreads.
0: Join the conversation.
2: This
3: is the opinion line.
2: With the Cork City Marathon, take on your next challenge this June by running solo or with a team. Register at corkcitymarathon.ie. Cork City Marathon.ie. Cork's 96
3: FM. Margaret says I had a problem with my children eating carrots, so I used to tell them they're good for you. Did you ever see a rabbit wearing glasses? You didn't, Margaret. You didn't. Did you ever see a rabbit wearing glasses? <laughs> oh help, Ian! Hello, Ian.
1: Hi, PJ Hortense.
3: Good. What did your What did your mum? Are your now? Na- your, your nana told you? Well, my nana said they
1: kind of said to me years ago. As it, had that, to go could with?
3: you get a small bit closer to that phone, if you could? Oh, sorry,
1: sorry. Uh, as I had a double crown and very long hair as a as a kid, she said as a double crown that I'd never go bald.
3: A double and crown? What's a double crown?
1: You know the way your hair uh, grows out of a certain spot. You know, like in your head. You know, like a like a swirl. Oh yeah. The top of your head. Oh yeah. And then mine was going out of two kind of um, different spots. spots. Yeah. And she said, oh, you'll never go bald, blah, blah, or whatever I can. I started going bald in my 20s.
3: <laughs> and did you lose it all?
1: Oh, jeez, I was bald with uh, a coot. You know, for the last 10, 15 years, 15 years, anyways. But
3: And did you ever say to her, to, 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 did, did she did she live long enough to see you lose her hair?
1: Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, she died when I was 21, 22. Right. So, um, you know, it was maybe two or three years
3: later so I started going bald <laughs> You'll never lose your hair, you have two two crowns, your hair coming out of two places I, I, I finally figured out what you meant Yeah, that's like where I had creases I I keep my hair very short and there's a couple of reasons for it, one of them being that when my hair, first of all I hate the fact that my hair is as grey as it is and I've been grey as a badger since I was in my late 30s um, but when my hair grows, whatever way the flipping thing is set into my head when my hair grows I get a kind of a, a parting that you could park a bike in and I flipping hate it. It's one of the reasons I keep my hair so short. Rita
10: Hello, good morning
3: You're, Hiya. Negotiating Hi. with your Hi. dad for extra pocket money
10: Oh No, it wasn't extra pocket money at all. We knew the day we were getting our pocket money. Okay And of course we wait for dad to give us the pocket money and we say can we have our pocket money now dad yeah. and he'd say will you have it now or will you wait until later and of course you chirp in I'll have it now well you can wait until later and you think then if I say well I'll wait until later well you can wait right
3: you know and then when you <laughs> went back to him oh, later I said dad I'm, I'm waiting now where's my pocket
10: money well yeah can you give me yeah do you see we hadn't the thing? He'd say, "Will you take it? now? or will. You wait till you're later, till later, and I give it to you. And then you'd say straight away, "Well, I'll take it now." And he'd say, "Well, you can wait until later." <laughs> and then he had another one with um, I think it was Holy Joe. I right. knocked something out with him or Andy Go, long ago. He used to know he knew that dad from going up and down, and he follow him. And he'd say, because me dad had given it to him several times? Dan, have his sixpence." And my dad would say, "I have," and he keep walking, and he found a room again, and he said, Dan, I said, "Have you sixpence?" And my dad said, "I have," and I am keeping it in my pocket. <laughs> 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 I,
3: I, yeah, I I knew that I don't I knew that when you yeah. read the tanks <laughs> and Ian before that, yeah, da, have you flavour? I have, and do ten minutes. In. Da, have you flavour? I have, but I'm keeping it. Yeah, I can remember that 0818 96 96 On uh, Jessica's lovely message About letting kids play uh, My children are grown up now But this neighbour hunted them away If they were near his car He still does it He has a drive Doesn't use the drive Parks his car outside So no one can park outside his house There's a thing you know It's a pain in the neck When someone parks outside your house You've got one car. If you're lucky enough, like well, it's necessary that we have two cars. Um, You've one outside and one on the drive. But what most people don't realise is that you have no right at all. You've no right that ever was, and there never had a right to directly outside your your driveway. There, people think you have. You haven't. Just in case you didn't know, oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. Now there a, an interesting story in the Sun, the Irish Sun, about dodgy Botox tanning meds steroids all sorts of illegal and potentially dangerous drugs being seized on their way into the country during 2022 this is a report coming from the health product and regulatory authority and they had a huge grab of stuff coming in just just dodgy stuff very dodgy stuff um that could be dangerous erectile dysfunction pills like uh, Botox that's not really Botox and there was another one which we talked about on the programme a thing called melanotan was caught coming in as well melanotan is not regulated here Adam Higgins was writing about this in in the Irish Sun and uh, has been investigating just how much of it is going on there's quite a lot Adam isn't there, good morning
11: Good morning. Yes, there was indeed. I went down to the HPRA's headquarters in Dublin there. and They kind of opened up the the stores of everything that they had seized uh, last year in 2022 to kind of show us and give us a flavour of what they're stopping getting here when it's coming in. And what they had was 15 of these enormous drums. They're kind of like oil barrels that were filled to the brim of all these different tablets. And what they do is, after they seize them, they'll send them drums off to be incinerated and all the drugs will be destroyed. But, yeah, some of the drugs that were that are coming across, were, look from the stuff you'd imagine, uh, you know, sedatives and stimulants and all those sort of drugs that we, we know from hearing about them on the street, uppers, downers, buds, zimos, all that sort of stuff that we, we hear that gets sold on the streets. But what they said was there is a constant team of Uh, beauty and lifestyle products being brought across. But these are kind of unregulated and in some cases dangerous products. So like, for example, melanotum, the one you mentioned there, it's a spray that goes up your nose. and The idea is that it it would help you get a deeper tan. But what they said is, this stuff is coming from Korea and China, and they have no idea what's in it. They have, it's completely unregulated. It's not legal here in Ireland. And then if you, I spoke to the, the Irish Cancer Society, and on their website, they have a warning about this drug saying that, look, it has all sorts of different dangerous side effects, including one of them is turning parts of your skin green.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's it's not regulated. I remember talking to some people about it uh, last year. It's, it's not regulated. It shouldn't be on sale here, and to bring it in is illegal. Bringing stuff into the country that's not registered or not regulated, Adam, is illegal, and yet there's still a whole of it, lot of it going on. And I think, uh, reading your piece, the HPRA spend their days shutting down social media pages where you can bring this stuff in.
11: They do, they do. So what, what's, what seems to be happening is people are bringing it in in suitcases or they're buying it uh, from places all over the world, and then they're selling it on social media websites as kind of lifestyle trends. So instead of, some of these are legitimate medications that are used for specific conditions, but instead they're, what they're being marketed as, as, as kind of lifestyle, things that you could use to to help your, your lifestyle. For example, in the tanning situation or uh, steroids was a big one as well, and testosterone. These sort of drugs that you know we might have seen them in in television and, and movies being used in gyms and that sort of thing, but they're being used as lifestyle uh, treatments here, and that they're, they're very dangerous and can have real serious cardiac risks uh, associated with them. And in particular, one of the the brands that was being snuck in, or one of the the types of ways they were sneaking it in there was a, a, they showed me these vials and they're clearly made up to, to be used as an injection but when you read the cover of this vial it's called it's labelled as fish oil and you're supposed to rub it on your skin but clearly that's just the ruse that they're trying to get this in as some sort of ointment for your skin when it's already when you open up the box it, inside uh, it's made up into a bottle that you would use as a syringe so that's just some of the ways they're, they're sneaking them in
3: And, and have they analysed these things Adam sent them to labs to see what what is in them?
11: I asked that exact question of Branya Power, who is the head of compliance at the HPA, and she says they do when they, because often they'll seize enormous, uh, like you know, cabinets full of these uh, drugs when they when they make a seizure, and so they'll send one or two of them off to, to get a uh, test and some, like, sometimes it's what it says on the, on the can and other times it's completely different stuff that has nothing to do with the way it's been marketed. So, and I think that's the big message from the HPRA on this is when you're buying these things from unregulated sources like social media pages or when you're bringing them in from overseas, they're unregulated for a reason because the HRA has no idea what's in them and they can't stand over you using them because they don't know what's in there.
3: You mentioned testosterone. Now, testosterone is a natural part of, of of human body chemistry. It is hard to get for a reason, but people do import it.
11: They do, and that was—I think there was over two hundred thousand doses of testosterone and steroids in one section. And in one actually particular case, they said that they were they were tracking this uh, person who was selling them online. And they went to the, the house with the guardy to, you know, to raid the house, basically. And they showed me, they had it all together still there, an entire cabinet. It's like a four or five drawers that you can see in, in a, our website or, or uh, in the newspaper, all filled with different types of steroids that they were selling from their home. And all of these steroids had been bought from overseas, hadn't been regulated here. And obviously, this person wasn't a doctor. It was just someone selling them for... Uh, you know, lifestyle uses and this sort of thing and they had seized that entire cabinet. I mean, when you see it uh, in person, it looks like something you'd see in a pharmacy and this was all out of someone's bedroom and another thing they warned about was that some of these medications They're being made in people's bedrooms, they're being made in kitchens, you know, and then they're being sold online with a, you know, a label on it and and they don't know what's in it, how it was made, was it made safely, all these sort of things. And that's the the dangers associated with buying things from social media and unregulated sources.
3: I see there's erectile dysfunction pills in there, but also, and during covid there was a lot of talk about this ivermectin, people making crazy claims that it would cure it or prevent it or whatever. Nothing, no, None of it was ever proven, but they found an awful lot of ivermectin coming in.
11: It did, and this is something, um, when we covered this uh, last year, they sent out a press release usually with these sort of details. Last year, there was a lot more for 2021 of this ivermectin because that was where it came, like that was the big boom over when everybody was talking about it and all this sort of stuff. But still now, to this day, even though we're kind of past the worst of the pandemic, they're still seeing 40,000 doses of ivermectin, they see. So people are still bringing this in. People still clearly think it's, it's you know, uh, useful against COVID, which has obviously been proven not to be. This is a drug that is actually used in horses, I believe, as yes. a an antibacterial sort of a, a drug or something like that. So and, and people are importing this illegally to be used as, a, you know, some sort of... Uh, method to fight Covid so, and it's still happening even though we're past the, the worst of the pandemic, this still happened 40,000 doses over last year
3: There was still a big conspiracy theory about how oh, we'd never have had any Covid in the country if we all took two ivermectin every day, we're not horses and it's not a parasite oops, oops, Adam unfortunately on the end of a dodgy line, he's running between jobs today, so thank you for that, I think we're okay lads I think we're okay uh, so that's the stuff they found, the Health Product and Regulatory Authority found all of that. Be careful of that you buy online, for pity's sake. Be careful of anything you buy online. Thanks, Adam. 0818 96 96 96. Um, on kids and playing and Jessica's lovely email, you might be persecuted in a housing estate and persecuted where the kids shout and roar for no reason. That's how it is by me. They bounce balls off the wall to give you a headache. It can make your life a misery. I know it depends on the kids, but please can you tell people to be sure they're not persecuting people either. Well, that's a a valid point. There is a a fine line between having fun and and being a nuisance. And and as parents, you kind of have to watch that, that they're not crossing that line. But I, I don't see why it's a problem if kids are out kicking a ball and screaming and shouting at four o'clock on a warm afternoon when they've just come home from school and rather than sit clung to a computer for two hours, go out in the sun, kick a ball, shout, scream, play, throw water at one another. If they're bouncing the ball off a wall, they're not I'm sorry, this they're not gonna be there all night. They're gonna get bored in a half an hour. You know? Um, give him a break like I don't know how this I I don't want to I don't want to sort of do down what this person is saying but how could just a ball bouncing off a wall ruin your day eh I don't know I don't know I'd probably get it for saying that but hey, that's the joke.
2: Join the conversation. This
3: is the Opinion
2: line With the Cork City Marathon. Take on your next challenge this June by running solo or with a team. Register at corkcitymarathon.ie. Cork's 96 FM. Bernie,
3: I agreed that children should be playing outdoors, and I do think people need, or I do think people should go into a green area. Oh, they should be playing outdoors, but they should be on a green area. Thanks, Bernie. I think there's a balance to be struck as well between people who want children to be almost totally silent and never heard or people who, not out of malice, just don't understand what kids are doing and how it can be annoying. I agree with most of what Jessica said, though. Well, yeah, and very important, uh, Bernie, Jessica did say you have to try and keep an eye on them. Don't just let them off a lead (laughs) out to do wreck. Just keep an eye to them. We have a neighbor who's a guard. He has his garden walls freshly painted. So instead of playing ball up against his own walls, he and his kids play up against the neighborhood walls so they can get their own walls clean. Very, very annoying behavior. It is. <laughs> it is. The minds are live. Oh,
2: hello. Join the conversation Call
0: 0818 96 96,
2: 96. Text or WhatsApp 083 396
0: 96, 96 Email opinion at 96fm.ie This is the Opinion Line with PJ Coogan Fox 96
3: FM Good morning Opinion Line Just wondering if you could give a shout out to Jess Clodagh Quirk Clodagh Quirk from Passage West Who is supporting Jack L., in the Opera House, tomorrow night. She released her first EP last week called The House on the Hill. You get it on all the, all the various platforms. You spoke to Clode in the past and said keep you posted on her music journey. Thank you for that. Wow, 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 wow. That's another great talent coming out of Passage West. Then, isn't that where Ducro is from? And he to be supporting Ed Sheeran this week. Uh, in the three arena and there is Cloda supporting the wonderful the majestic Mr Jack L what a voice in the Opera House tomorrow I didn't even know he was coming to the Opera House this weekend but there he is tomorrow night Jack L in the Opera House with support from Cloda Quirk 0818 96, 96, 96 now we started getting if this happens from time to time we start getting messages about dreams and we start talking about dreams, and a conversation started in our office in the last few days. I was saying to the lads that I was going through a few nights of insomnia, which I do from time to time. Maybe once every six to eight weeks I get a few nights where the sleep just isn't happening for me, and you're waking up to go to the toilet, and you're laying there wondering will the morning ever come, and then the morning comes and you're half comatose before you're supposed to wake up and go to work. But it always seems to follow... A series of very vivid dreams. And we are just bringing that up in the office. And then we got an email which says, for a few years now, I've been having a recurring dream. This was off the back of nothing. i uh, have been having a recurring dream for which I've absolutely no explanation. And I'd love to know what it's about. In my dream, I know that I'm in France, in a city with tree-lined streets and lots of tall buildings. It's always the same streets, I could almost paint a picture of what they look like. I know I'm in France because I can hear people speaking French. I've no connection at all to France, apart from the odd trip there on holiday. The other part of the dream is more interesting, though. I go to visit an underground place. I know instinctively it's called a catacomb. This is not a word I've come across in life, really, but I know that the location of where I am in the dream tells me it's a catacomb. Every time I get there, I'm always lucky to get in because there's men dressed in robes telling me they're closing for the day. The dream is then I go underground into the catacomb. I'm searching for something or someone but I have no idea who or what it is. I never figure it out before I wake up. The freakiest thing about this dream is I'd researched the word catacomb after the first time I had the dream. When I typed it into Google search, the first thing that came up were catacombs in Paris, where about six million people are buried. Like I said, I'd never heard of the word, or even knew such a place existed, until I started dreaming about it. That's that, That's mad. That, that's, that's a weird one. So, uh, we haven't had Michael Sheridan... On the show in a while. His website is dreamanalysis.com and he joins me for uh, one of our occasional chats. Good morning, Michael, and thank you for taking our call. Morning, PJ. Good to speak to you. There's a weird one to start. A word she had no <laughs> idea what it was from, where it exists. She found herself, it's a recurring dream. What's going on for, for that emailer? Yeah, it's
12: definitely thrown me in at the deep end. Uh, it, it's about a a past life like she's never been there uh, i've been to those catacombs actually they're very morbid what they did was they moved um, they exhumed bodies from the graves and moved them all to the catacombs um and i forget why probably the expansion of the city or something but uh it's a really horrible place and it's on the tourists uh, trail like if you want to do it you can go to it but it's just thousands and thousands of skeletons um, and because she's never been there, what I would find remarkable, like if this was my dream, I'd be like, this is remarkable that I dreamt about a place with accuracy that I've never been to before. And if anything's going to tell you there's more to life than just the physical, it's the fact that you can have that information. Um, and like, that's where you start. That it's like, OK, now I want to research and go, what if there's more to the physical, what else is there? I mean, obviously, Ireland, being a very Catholic country, there's lots of uh that is infused to us from from a young age but what is beyond that like even in the bible it says uh jesus says that lots of people have special abilities and some have abilities stronger than his and so i would be researching that i would be trying to find out what is it uh, about me that i can do that i'm I'm currently unaware of because i can actually tell about things that have happened to me in former lifetimes so maybe i can tell um I, i can help other people figure things out so when you've got Issues in your life. Sometimes your dreams will point them back to something that went on before this lifetime. It's yeah. not that common, but it, but it does happen. Yeah, it's and, it's
3: the, the interesting it bit in here is that she'd never even heard of the word sort of in waking yeah. life, and, yeah. and yes, in the so dream that, she knew exactly what it was.
12: Yeah, that's what makes it remarkable. Um, and if if it was me, I'd want to visit it. You know, just just to be gobsmacked with the accuracy of it. Um, but so she's never been there before. So how do you have a memory of it? And and typically it's going to be that you were there in a former lifetime and then she was searching for something there. So that would be why I would think go to the place because it's going to open something up for you. Not anything more, but just, you know, if you, if you think about it, um, it could be as simple as I'm looking for a loved one there because all the bodies were moved, uh, or whatever it happens to be. Um, I'd be interested to know what color the robes were that the people were wearing because, I don't remember. It's a long time since I was there, but I don't think the tour guides there wear robes. So that part stands out. Mm. And I would even be looking to see what way did they use the catacombs before? Yeah. um, You know, and and how are people dressed for it, just to see does it match that as well? Because that, again, will be another astounding fact.
3: Does it help to tell you this? This is from a regular listener who I know have spent a lot of their life. How shall we say it? Delving for information about their own past, their own person, looking into their family tree. They spent a lot of time and a lot of energy on it. Could that be linked?
12: Absolutely. Absolutely. So I said looking for a loved one. And so the dream is telling them, well, this is where one of your ancestors is. But but still the way that it's able to be done uh, is fantastic, you know, that you have that um, recall of a place that
3: you've never been to place you've never been to that's the the amazing place Um, here's another one I had a recurring dream that I was swimming in a lake suddenly a load of tree trunks would start to roll down the hill into the water eventually the water was full of trees and I was starting to drown then I'd wake up with a jump just before I did what on earth is going on (laughs)
12: <laughs> lakes are usually about um they say that you have an ability you know i often talk about spiritual abilities but a lot of abilities are we wouldn't necessarily consider spiritual like the ability, a teaching ability a counseling ability things like that the ability to play music but they're still spiritual spiritual that really just means something that's expression of your soul and so the dreamer has something they're not tapping into and that's what the initial premise of the dream is about because of the been in the lake. It's a large body of water that doesn't have an outlet. So they're being asked to create an outlet for something that they have a deep reservoir of. Um, but then the trees rolling into the lake tells us that the dreamer also has digestive system issues and they need to overcome them too.
3: The tree, hang on, the tree rolling into a lake yeah. suggests well, digestive system. trees
12: do. Trees do. Um, because, of, <laughs> because of the colour. Like if you go walk into the forest, everything's brown. The The dirt pathways etc all are symbolic of the passage of uh, food through your body and uh i've just seen it so many 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 times in dreams it's definitely what that part's about so if you had the dreamer on uh, and asked do they have digestive system problems or do they have food from time to time uh it's that's interesting almost 100 percent. that's interesting how much how much of our
3: dreams Uh, Michael, are pure fantasy and how much of them are our mind pulling stuff that we didn't know we know?
12: Yeah, well, I mean, that's a good question, but a lot of our dreams are are that. Um, They're telling us about things about ourselves that we don't necessarily know, but if we could easily find out with a bit of research, Um, you know, we don't know consciously, but we know subconsciously and it shows up in our dreams. But they're incredibly creative because we're pulling like from a, a database of archetypal symbols like that everybody shares it's almost like we all agree that the meaning of of an island is is about your heart and keeping yourself separate from other people Um, you know that sort of thing how would you know to do that but yet we all do it now where it gets creative is we pick the symbols you know and and they are made up from events of our day so we can have a dream and we, we just go okay well i dreamt that because of what happened yesterday or the day before, but you look for the differences. So you, you tend to look at, okay, what's normal? Um, and we, we we kind of dampen that, although it could still be significant, and then look for what stands out. Uh, but it's it's amazing how creative we can be, because we'll have a dream about you know several teams. We're complex, uh, and we could have several issues going on in our life at the same time. You know, we, relationships, career, health, you name it. We've got quite a few things. And the one dream can, can cut across all of those. And the symbols that we use uh, will be relevant in each of the categories and sticking to what's true in each of those categories for us.
3: Can dreams be a kind of a, what's the word, premonition? Like my friend once dreamt, this comes into us, my friend once dreamt she was standing at someone's graveside. The man died of a massive heart attack the next day despite being young and healthy. Can dreams be a premonition?
12: Yeah, absolutely. And, and for anybody who has that ability, and it's not that common, but if you have it, um, you will know what I'm describing here. It feels like during the dream, you have a an elastic band around your waist or you feel like you're wearing a really tight hat. You're not wearing one, of course, but the band around your body, either at your forehead or around your waist, will tell you that it's a dream that's prophetic. And the beauty of that, then, is if you have a dream about something horrible, um, when you wake up, if you didn't have that feeling, then you just interpret it symbolically. I,
3: I was How this whole thing started, Michael, was I was telling the lads in the office about my own run of dreams recently. I would be a person who suffers from occasional, very occasional bouts of insomnia. They generally come, actually, at the changing of the seasons. Uh, the, uh, but before that, I'd have strange dreams, strange in that they are ordinary everyday things, ordinary people that I know and see quite frequently, ordinary places that I go all the time, but things are going horribly wrong.
12: Yeah, so it's the differences again. You So you'll take out, you don't have to take out everything. So if you dream you're visiting a particular friend, then you look at the traits of the friend. Like when you think about them first, what comes to mind? What is the positive trait? Or is it if it's a negative trait, then you focus on that. And it's like the dream is is probably going to be about that particular trait in you, either being subjected to it by, from somebody uh, earlier in your life, or more often than not though, it's going to be some positive thing, like uh, this person's very outgoing. I couldn't be, imagine anybody more outgoing than you, but you know, so it, it encourages you to adopt a trait in face of some other difficulty.
3: I see, and something going wrong, like a drive a drive to work that ends up in total disaster. And just as I'm getting frightened by the level of disaster, I wake up.
12: Yeah, so I, I saw that uh, from uh, sent sentence to me in advance. And it's like driving to work and getting a flat tire or the car won't start, etc. Um, the car not starting and the flat tire, they're, they're going to be about not being emotionally vested in something. And... Um, you know, if you're driving to work for it, then it's it's something is draining you at that time yeah. um, emotionally. And you, but you said this preceded the insomnia. So, yes, it's not going to be about just being so tired. Um,
3: yeah, it's, it's a weird it's, one. It, I, I've noticed that as a pattern. And I was reading about it during the week, knowing we were going to be talking to you. Um, it's not uncommon, I believe, for people to dream very vividly before about of insomnia.
12: I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, you think I would, with the yeah, <laughs> with or all right. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I tell you, if you have very poor sleep, you will remember your dreams. So I think it's the insomnia is coming on, and um, and you're just having better recall because your level of sleep isn't as deep. Yeah. and <laughs> eventually it's it's so it's so not deep that you're awake.
3: There's the thing. I always thought you dreamt when you were sleeping well. They're not necessarily the case. No.
12: So there's a cycle, a rhythmic cycle in sleep, that's about 90 minutes long, and we normally have a really deep sleep, and then we come up to just below waking consciousness and go into REM state, and that's typically where we'll have most of the dreams we remember. So it's barely just below consciousness.
3: I dream regularly... And, And then
12: we go back into deep sleep.
3: I dream regularly that my small children are in danger. We might be on a cliff edge, and I'm trying desperately to save them from falling off. What does this mean? Please ask Michael
12: so you would think that's going to be about worrying about your kids um, but it doesn't have the symbols that are actually about worrying about your kids would be like which are like teeth falling out or uh, problems with your nails and so on uh, which sounds mad but they're the symbols you see for that okay um, so it's going to be about feeling in danger at whatever age or age range the children were in the dream so you felt that danger yourself something was going on in your life where you didn't feel safe Um and you know that could be like your dad was away um it's usually a masculine figure impacts that uh, side of us that feeling safe so whatever age they were something was going on that made you not feel safe
3: okay so tr- but trouble with your teeth is about your children
12: yeah teeth is it's one of the most common dreams like it's in the top 10 uh people dreaming of, of teeth falling out and it can mean two things like animals protect the urine with tooth and claw so dreaming of teeth or nails is going to be about protecting Uh, raising kids or problems indeed with having kids Um, now there's another thing teeth can be about we have the expression take a bite at life so it can be about that as well Uh, but it's not nearly as common Mm. I dream
3: that people are trying to kill me it's frightening I'm often being chased what's that about? another comment
12: again Again, it's in the top 10 being chased. Anything behind you in a dream, you were asking about premonitions. Here's how dreams tell you the future. Anything in front of you is typically about what's coming up on your path. And if it's very close to in front of you, then it's about your immediate present. But anything behind you is your past. So running away or being chased from something, obviously they're behind you. It's something from your past uh, is so frightening that um, you have this strong emotion of it in the dream. But what you need to do or any dreams that like even the dream about the cliff top um you need to look at your childhood and say okay what well, went on there because i've got to address this issue that's why it's coming up in the dream and it's the same for this dreamer they need to turn around and face whoever's chasing them now that may not turn out well in the dream so what i would suggest to people is have the dream but when you're awake then go back into the dream go into a kind of meditative state and imagine yourself back in the dream and now turn around and disempower whoever it is so not necessarily by taking the knife off them. Fine. If you're a karate expert and you can do that, that's fine. But you have it be somebody you recognize. Um, And it's like, oh, you know, some gang leader, but you went to school with them and they they call (laughs) you by name. It's like, oh, no, you're okay. And that will tend to stop those type of dreams.
3: A dream of falling from a great height and landing in the middle of the sea. Michelle wants to know what that's about. Has it all the time?
12: Yeah, so we have the expression falling asleep. And uh, part of the that falling sensation can be that, but but we um, you know that we're we're going to a different level of consciousness. But sometimes when we sleep, we leave our bodies uh, telepathically and we move to the astral plane, and we can meet loved ones and people who are still alive and people. I always find those dreams kind of amazing. Like I dreamt I was with my mother; she's passed 20 years. And that's where they are. And they, they seem very real because there's dialogue involved and all that sort of stuff. But then we have to get back into our body. And that's what the falling dreams are about. Us lowering our vibration to get back down to this plane to get into our body. Falling into the sea is a bit of a twist on that. Um, and Not very common. People usually wake up when they fall uh, or while they're falling. But uh, the sea is about our spiritual side, our life itself. So it's an encouragement to get into life with the heart, um, you know, be passionate about life and embrace it.
3: Kim keeps dreaming of the last place she lived, which wasn't a very nice place.
12: Okay. um, So we dream about problems that we have, what we have to face. Um, It's one of the biggest reasons we ever dream about anything at all. So something went on that she hasn't let go of that um, she needs to even if it's just Again, meditate, get into a a good state and decide that you're not going to let the issues from that time bother you. But here's the thing. It could be that I I had marriage problems back then or I had some other thing going on, trouble with work. So it could be about that, something else that went on during that time and not about the location itself. And the dream just pulls us back to that location in order to give us an idea of of when in our life uh, the events were. Okay. Someone's running here. They, they're a soldier running
3: across a field and their leg gets caught in a trench and they're stuck and they can't move. These are weird ones, Michael. <laughs> yeah.
12: Um, feels So, again, were you dressed in olden times? Like, you've, you've never been at war. We'll, we'll assume that. We'll assume you're not a soldier and you find yourself, like, was it like a World War One or World War II scenario? It has that old feel about it then it's going to be about a past life especially because you say trench if it's not then we just look at everything else symbolically and we say okay being a soldier is about being regimented so a a critical way of thinking that certain things have to be done a particular way the field is about the heart we're going to assume it's a green field and green is the color of the heart chakra um and then the trench is going to be brown just like the trees that i said before so it's you're going to the warning in the dream is that you're going to hit an issue uh, that uh, like a possibly a health issue, digestive system issue, nothing big. There's nothing big in this dream that you need to be worried about, but it stops you going forward. So it's like I driving a car is the best thing in a dream because a, dr- a car lets us um, achieve our goals symbolically. It's we can get from where we are to where we need to be and we can do it in a decent time. Running across a field is not, mes- is not as fast so it's like I'm not going as fast through life as I want to, and uh, I feel like people are taking shots at me again. If I'm a, sh- a soldier, if we flesh out what's in the rest of the dream, it's all significant, and then I'm going to get stuck. So with the leg getting cut in the trench, it's like I can't move forward anymore. And the dreams warn us about things so that we can address the issue before it becomes a big issue.
3: Is that maybe the when people sometimes say they feel their life is stuck in a rut, that could be that. Absolutely. That, or, yeah. Yeah. That. That. Just came to Michael. I'm going to take a break for a couple of minutes and come back because they're piling in as as we knew they would. I'm talking to Michael. Sheridan, Dream Analyst his website is dreamanalysis.com lots of your queries coming in we'll put some more to him next
2: Join the conversation This is the Opinion line with the Cork City Marathon Take on your next challenge this June by running solo or with a team Register at CorkCityMarathon.ie Cork's 96 FM
12: the Cork's 96FM
3: Giving for Living Radiothon returns May 25th to 27th to raise
12: funds for Cork Cancer Services. You make me
2: feel... Every year, we speak to people touched by cancer. So if you've got a story to tell, we'd love you to get in touch. Simply email radiothon at 96fm.ie to find out more. The
3: Giving for Living Radiothon, supporting Cork Cancer Services. May 25th to
12: 27th. You
2: Only on Corks 96 FM. Join the conversation. Email opinion at 96FM.ie.
0: This is the opinion line with PJ Coogan. Corks
3: 96FM. Speaking to Michael Sheridan, a dream analyst and all sorts of different ones are coming in. Michael, Melanie wants me to ask you about this. She often dreams of animals, now animals she couldn't possibly meet around Cork, like tigers or a bull, she could meet a bull maybe, or a rhinoceros. What's going on there?
12: So often it's the location of the animal that's important, but a tiger is an easy one because the strong colours, black and orange, um they're typically about career uh, you would often in dreams you will see a tiger walking through traffic because traffic is another symbol for career um so it's just interesting that again so the location is important there but um the bull is is going to be about someone who's angry or being bullheaded uh, that kind of thing no idea what a rhinoceros is you know, but obviously it has nose in the day so uh if, yeah. if you were having a problem there at the time it's animals she'd never
3: see in Cork, time. I guess. is That's, you know, yeah, she'd never yeah. see them in her neighbourhood.
12: No, but it's very common to have dreams. If you have a skill or you have dreams about your career that dream of tigers or, you know, uh, dreaming of lions if you're a spiritual leader uh, or should be in a leadership role in some way. And they seem normal in the place. So you're, you're walking down the street and you see tigers, uh, lions everywhere. It's just funny how dreams do it. Yeah.
3: Um, recurring dreams are, are the ones that that... People keep getting on to us, about for the last 20 years, Louise says, I'm trying, dreaming about trying to type a number into a mobile phone and the numbers won't appear, uh, a cash register is a mobile phone or a cash register, and the numbers just won't appear. I'm typing furiously, but there's no numbers coming up. Yeah,
12: so it's going to be about a communication issue. Uh, with somebody in your life, like it could be communication issues with mom. Here's the thing though, it's not always about something that's gone on today. Our dreams are, encourage us to heal issues from the past because they impact us today. So the issue will be present today, but it won't necessarily be like if you were to look at it and say, How do I fix this? You can't fix it now. You have to go back and look at where did my difficulty with expressing myself come from. And you'll know if you have this because it'll be like, I, I I keep people at a distance. I don't share myself openly. You know, if somebody asks how I feel, I always tell them I'm feeling good because I like, why would they be interested? So that sort of person has that mindset that, you know, I'm not important really to, to share myself with the cash register is an interesting thing because that would mean that somebody at some point put a price on their love. So it's like a mom mm-hmm. loved me, but on, only if uh, I did what she wanted and so that's going to be part of the tied into the issue now we're only getting snippets
3: I know, I know, but it's interesting a lot of sad stuff coming in I, I, I often dream of losing my infant child either through kidnapping or drowning, I did lose two babies through late miscarriages my children are all teenagers now, they're horrible dreams and I'm depressed all day after them, can Michael help?
12: yeah absolutely um that's because this has happened in our life again like i said our dreams are trying to get us to deal with issues from the past this is a serious issue from the past very traumatic uh happened my, my wife uh, at one point she lost a, a child before it was born and um we have a society as well where we don't really talk about that you know um but it's it's distress very distressing so Get into a circle or, or find something. I mean, that's what's great about the Internet these days. There will be other people online that run support groups for people who've had this loss. And you'll find like one or two uh, sessions is probably all you need to stop these dreams. Um, but it's going to be about the feeling of having lost a child. Um, if you haven't, because there's going to be other people who are going to have similar kind of dreams. Dreams are, are t- of babies are typically about responsibilities and responsibilities. Um, it's not about losing anybody. It's about I've I have a responsibility that I, I am not living up to. But it's that's not the case for this dreamer because it's a reality for her. It was a reality. Yeah.
3: A recurring dream about being trapped in a house of spirits and negative energy, surrounded by blue light, can't escape, and it's always a woman and two children that I'm seeing. It's terrifying. That's from Neve.
12: Uh, sounds terrifying too. Um That's not that common, surprisingly, but the dreamer at some point in her life had the ability to see spirits. So probably in childhood, she had that ability and lost it. She can get that back if she wanted to, but she's aware of the spirits that are around. Um, And so, again, it's something that you can easily address if you talk to somebody who's in that field. They can tune in and go, okay, is there anything around you that we need to clear? It's very easy to clear things. Uh, Or is it that you dabbled in something at a certain time in your life and um, that needs to be cleared, but it's going to be something like that. You know, that it's, uh, it's ultimately, it's about an ability you have that is very positive, but you just haven't tapped into it enough to see the positive side of it. And so they kind of allow these type of dreams to wake you up and make you do something about it. You know, it's like eventually I'm going to have to go and talk to somebody who I think is an idiot because I don't like people who are in this field or whatever but I might have to do that in order to figure this out and yes. then you're going to find you love it Yeah,
3: I may have to, I may have to do this and, and my dream is telling me you will have to do this eventually um, Alva, yeah. Alva dreamt of her dad the week before he died in the dream he told her the day and date he would die and indeed he did die on that very day was that a premonition or a dream it was very real
12: well, it's a premonition if she isn't the one who shot him at that date and time. I'm only kidding, of course. Um, so it, it is, again, it's remarkable that we can have that in advance. And so what you have to take away from it is if he's able to tell me in a dream that he's going to pass at that date and time, then is there a plan to life and how would he know this uh, and all that sort of stuff? So it's like expand your horizons, get into understanding what life is about because your dreams are showing you clearly like you could read a hundred books and they won't have the impact that that premonition is, it, premonition is going to give you and like i said that we we leave our bodies and we go to the astral plane uh telepathically when we sleep and so this would have been something that happened there and on that plane we're aware of what our life is about and what's coming up and so on um so she had this discussion, and then, of course, we get back into our bodies and we we lose all memory of it. But you don't have to. You can do techniques that allow you uh, have that level of consciousness uh, while you're awake, yeah uh, I'm dreaming about it this
3: is another one. I'm dreaming about I must I have to make a decision at the moment. It's a decision only I can make for myself. My dreams are constantly reminding me of the possible outcomes of both sides of the decision but not helping me to make it, what do I do?
12: <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's sad. Um, I th- here's what you do. Um, I, we don't have a dream to go on, but this this is what works. Um, we often are very intellectual uh, because, you know, you look at the Irish education system, it's all about academic achievement and intellectual prowess and understanding. Um, and we move up into our heads slowly but surely um, to such a huge degree it's crazy but your heart always knows what is the right thing for you to do so here's what you do you you sit down you relax and then you imagine yourself having made the first decision but it's a year from now and then see how you feel and then again do the same thing with the second decision imagine that you've made it already but it's a year later and so you, you dress it up to, to get the full feeling of it and if one of them typically is going to have a very clear like this is the one that feels brilliant and this other one doesn't feel so good and go with the one that feels good when you do it that way because your heart is already telling you today what is the right decision to make um but we block it out and so this is just a way of getting your head out of the picture when you imagine a a year into the future your brain can't keep up with that so it just gives up And then you're feeling what you actually feel. You're not feeling how you're going to be in a year. You're feeling how you really feel today. And it always works. It's really good. If there's no difference, then it doesn't matter which you do.
3: Okay. I keep dreaming about an old haunted house. I'm trying to run away from it. And it's terrifying. I've never seen the house before. I don't know anything about it. What's going on? Uh, Amandine. Lovely name.
12: So, yeah, very unusual. Um, You you only are going to have dreams about haunted houses and seeing spirits and things like that. If you already have some skills to be working in this field. So again, that's like the previous caller but you're running away from doing that. You have fears about doing that. Um, and you need to overcome those fears. And the, the way to overcome those fears is to educate yourself about it, like read books or, or do a course or there's lots of terrific things around. Um, especially in a, a city like Cork where there's a good population, there's going to be good uh, good courses you can do. But the fear in the dream has to be addressed. Uh, but the fear, like if you've never done anything in this field, then the fear isn't coming from now. So it's often to do it past lives. Like we're living in a sweet spot. We can be talking about this on the radio. I can be talking about crazy things, abilities to see spirits, talk to spirits and so on. If I was, if was to do that 100 years ago, I'd be arrested. And if it was a little bit before that, I'd probably be killed or hanged for it. And so we we bring the memory of past lives where we had these abilities and the terrible end or the horrible things that caused us, like you're you're run out of the village or whatever. And so that's a a lot of the time where the fears come from. It's nothing to do with the field itself. It's how the humans treated you because you brought this amazing ability to heal or to help or whatever it was.
3: Okay. One last one, uh, Michael. and. Brian would like to, if you wouldn't mind, to tell you about it himself, because it's it's a strange one. Because, Brian, I think you have sleep paralysis. Michael is listening. Morning. Hi, how are you? Um,
11: Basically, it started when I was 18, um, but it's just got progressively more vivid. Um, Now, the most recent one I had was very strange. It was like I didn't feel bad anymore. It was like there was um, this energy coming out of my back, and it was pulsing. And every time that, like, the energy pulsed through my body and I went back, I felt
12: like it was like a 100 pigs, like, screaming in the background of my room. It's very strange. That's a weird one. Yeah, I, it is weird. And again, it's funny. I've been on the show many times and we haven't had dreams in this kind of theme. Um, but it's, it's, correct me if I'm wrong, is, is it you've had... Experiences where you wake up, you can't move, and you feel like there's a presence in the room would be a common one, like or even somebody sitting on your chest, that kind of thing. Almost, uh, yeah. And then yeah. this is just, and this is just one of a derivation of one of those dreams. So yeah, I used yeah. to have those dreams uh, as a teenager, and, and in fact, they lasted until I was about 26. Um, and it wasn't until I got into the spiritual field that I uh, understood what it was about. And I, again, I didn't understand straight away. But if you have the ability to communicate with spirits, which you do, then uh, how they talk, how spirits talk to you is through our chakra system. And what they're trying to do with you is ex- basically wake you up to make that connection with you so that you can hear them. Um, yeah. And it's it's going to be easy for you to do it. And once you can do it, all the fears and everything around it disappear. But it is a, a fearful thing, you know, to have an experience and, and our culture has no where to park it and say, oh, oh, don't worry about this. This is a normal thing. It's like it's not. It feels freakish. There's something wrong with me or there's something yeah. uh, very scary about all of this. Okay. Uh, but it's a very easy thing to solve.
3: All right. Listen, thanks for that, Brian. Uh, thanks for that call. Appreciate it. Uh, Michael, there are voice notes coming in now. Just st- stay with me for another couple of minutes. I have uh, Lindsay. I- Was it- yes. Go ahead.
12: Can, can I correct the email ad- or the website address you're giving? There's a the the dash dream in dash it. Dream-analysis.com.
3: Yeah. Dream-analysis.com. Thanks for that. Uh, I'll, I'll do it properly at the end. My apologies. Okay, Lindsay, Lindsay Lindsay Sorry. sent us a voice note. Here we go. My
5: this name is Lindsay. So if com, you have time com, um, to have ask Mike in, and, um, just to I keep dreaming about my dad who actually passed away um, in 2007. Um, so when I dream about him, he never, ever speaks. He's there. He never ever
12: speaks. I was just wondering, is that something?
3: That's a strange one. He never speaks to her or to anybody else.
12: It, it's very common. Um, first of all, when we're on the astral plane, which is where we meet them, uh, we we talk telepathically. So it's a mental communication, mind-to-mind communication. So the lips don't move anyway. Um, but here, uh, the reason they often won't talk to you is because you have you feel such a loss for the person and they want to show you that they're around, but they don't want you wishing to be with them. I wish I wish it was with dad. I wish it was. And that's really it. So get to the point where you're okay to live your life, which is, I'm sure you are, but you have to consciously say, I'm not going to subconsciously wish to be with dad because that's, that's wishing that you're die because that's the only way you get to be with him. And, and they are very conscious of us doing that, that anything that would basically program us, to follow them to where they just went to. So it's like if you say, OK, I'm going to live my life and I'm going to enjoy my life and I'm going to live it for him, even uh, or whatever re- excuse you have, you can give in your mind for for doing it, then you'll find you'll start talking to you in the dreams. No problem. So the fact
3: that he's not saying anything to her right now means he doesn't want to influence her. He just wants to let her know that he's there. Would that be right?
12: That he's there. I'm around. I'm watching but I don't want you emotionally vested or missing me to the point where it could be bad for your health. All right, I've got like one... You, you see, you, you okay. hear about people who pass and then their partner passes like six months later. It's it's that reality that they're trying to avoid.
3: Okay, I have one last voice message I want to play for you, Michael, and we, we'll come back if you wouldn't mind after a commercial break. I'm talking to Michael Sheridan, Dream Analyst, dream-analysis.com is his website. Another voice message next.
2: Join the conversation. This
3: is the Opinion
2: line With the Cork City Marathon. Take on your next challenge this June by running solo or with a team. Register at CorkCityMarathon.ie Cork's 96
3: talking to dream analyst michael sheridan dream-analysis.com is his website michael i have another one of these voice notes has come in for you there's a bit of a listen in this there's a lot of geography in it which you won't be familiar with but i think the message in itself will come through for you here's tracy
13: hi guys my name's tracy my daughter lucy when she's nearly 12 but when she was about two or maybe three years old she was coming up for three we used to pass um, a section on this outlink Road. Um, if you were coming from the tunnel, and you take the exit for Roachestown Carrigaline, when you come around the bend and you start to come down towards the car- the Town Road slip road, there were a load of trees, and Lucy started saying, "Mama used to live there," and she would say it multiple times over the next few months and then suddenly she stopped saying it and like she just forgot about it but we used to say why is she saying that she used to um live there and when it like it was just a load of trees but the following year there were some clear there was some clearing done and lo and behold there was an old house down behind all of the trees you couldn't see it from the link road because we used drive up when we'd be driving up towards that slip road we would be looking to see if we could see anything and we couldn't but when um some of the trees were cleared i don't know maybe a year or two later lo and behold there was the ruin of a house we couldn't believe it and she was fierce for looking into corners and waving and um, yapping into the corner of a room where there would be no one. Um, I definitely think when she was that age she had some sort of sixth sense or some sort of recall from, a, from something. Yeah. Um, loved the show but I just had to contribute that little bit. Thanks a million. bye.
3: Thank you Tracy, that's a very strange story. Michael, it sounds like the child was dreaming of a past, could you think?
12: Absolutely. Um it's well, she could have had a dream about being there for sure and then recognized it in her waking life. But but we're all very open when we're born. We're all open to the spirit. Well, we've just come from there and if you can see auras or chakras the crown chakra is wide open in an infant and it only starts closing. Well, in fact, even the the plates in the in the skull aren't fused over. Yes. But the chakra itself is wide open and it closes slowly over time and we lose our connection with the spirit world. And that's the way it's meant to be. But we can't talk at that stage, typically. So what's happened with this child is she's carried the memory of it and um, for a bit longer because she was verbal. and but we all do we all have that but we don't know that it's different that other people don't aren't aware of these things and uh we shut it down or it's, it's usually gone uh, at least by age six uh, it's usually gone but often much much earlier um you know teething has a lot to do with us shutting it down we become so aware of the physical cause of the pain that that's just where our focus is and so we even shut it down much earlier but um she has that memory, and again, it's weird that we're getting all these types of dreams on this show or, or experiences on this show. Uh, and the fact that she was able to talk to spirits, like talking to people in a room that weren't there, yeah. Um, but she lost the ability. She's going to have dreams later on, uh, like the other caller, or even experiences like of, of, of there's a presence in the room, feels unpleasant, all that sort of stuff. She's going to mm-hmm. have that wow. to try wake her back up to the fact that she has. She brought with her an ability to communicate with spirits that she used when she was younger, but she's here to use it when she's older and uh, she'll be reminded of it when she's older.
3: Okay, uh, this is a voice note from Neve who texted us earlier and she has uh, just, I think, added to it a, a, in this uh, voice note. Michael, appreciate you staying with us for so long. Here's Neve.
14: Okay, so I always have this reoccurring dream of me being trapped in a mansion. I'm always at the bottom of a spiralling a staircase with three spirits in front of me and the three spirits have an intensely negative energy. It's always one woman and two children. Um, I'm surrounded by a blue light and I can never escape the mansion. Anytime I try to run out of the house, I get sucked back in and it's, it's actually quite terrifying. I tend to wake up in the middle of the stream, paralyzed with fear, sweating, heart pounding. I always try to re-enter the dream and try and calm myself down, but I can never do it. Like, I, I actually had this dream last night, and even today I don't feel right, so I would really be interested to, to hear um, what what this means. Yeah, so it's it's quite terrifying, mm-hmm. and I, I do have it quite often. But the spirits are always that of a woman and two, tr- two children, and um, I can never escape it.
3: Yeah, that was on text message before, Michael. She added to it now, though. There's more detail in that.
12: Yeah, so mansions are typically good uh, because it's about unless she lives in one and somehow this mansion is smaller. Um, But expansion in life is really what it's about. So the dream is encouraging her to expand her awareness of the spiritual field. The spiral staircase is a very positive symbol. Uh, It's about raising her vibration and getting inspiration from the spirit world. And she she really has to learn how to communicate and use her gifts. Um, the blue color in the dream, blue is a, a color for protection. There's two colors that we use in this field. Uh, gold and, and blue are the two, but blue is easier to visualize. So people will do a lot of uh, visualization with just the blue. Uh, and you can imagine that it's, it's like you're sitting in a blue bubble or a golden bubble and um, it, it helps calm you down. But she's not going to get away with this until she uh, learns about the field, uh, most likely. It's, it's gonna require you to talk to somebody and have them tune in and kind of do an exercise with you while, um, while you're with them. Uh, and that will either open you up to uh, exploring the whole field or deal with the issue so it never you never have the dream again but you know because of the mansion and all that it it's not going to be about that i don't think it's really going to be about clearing something away it's going to be embracing an aspect of you that you're currently afraid of that you really don't need to have any fear of
3: all right i hope that helps uh wherever you are two Quick ones, Michael, we, we have not thought we'd be staying with this so long, but you wouldn't believe the flood of uh, responses coming in. We had a dream that we had a foster child who was getting ready to leave us, after, ta- but after talking to him, he agreed to stay. His name was Damien. What does that mean? He was going to leave, and then he decided to stay, and it's one of these recurring dreams.
12: But is it is the child real? Uh, cause don't think would so be hugely significant okay so um, again what's the age of the child so we what dreams will often do is they will they want to bring us back to an event in our past or a time in our past and so they will use something like a child and so if it was like well Damien was 14 in the dream then it's about you at the age 14 and something that uh, you dropped at that age and, and you need to take back. Or need to get back into it so look at that age what went on what was significant maybe you moved home and it upset you because you lost friends etc etc and the dream is bringing you to that time to say there's something from this issue from sorry this time an issue from this time that you need to look at and heal because it's impacting your life today Um, if it's and I'm assuming it's an older child because he was gonna leave and then decide to stay but if it's a very young child um, children are about responsibilities anybody who's had a kid Knows that like they're tw- they're a job that's twenty four seven. I still remember naively thinking, when uh, before our first one came along, like uh, I can't wait for the child to be born and life get back to normal. Uh-huh. There's no normal. You're still waiting, now, aren't you? you're still waiting yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so it's like a 24-7 job so they represent responsibility so okay. it's something you're responsible for that you're, uh, you are you don't really want to take the responsibility but in the end in the dream you do
3: Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to have to wrap it there Michael because we have loads, I could sit here until it 2 o'clock but I'm sure you have no plans in that regard uh, but thank you for being with us for such an extraordinary Pleasure. time this morning thank you Michael Sheridan dream-analysis.com is Michael's website if you want to get uh an analysis of your dreams for yourself. We would loads of other stuff booked in for this last hour. Apologies to everybody who was there and who won't get on air now. But I would tell you, we talked yesterday about O'Donovan's Hotel in Clonakilty, and we just had a message overnight. Could we mention, please, O'Donovan's are staying open and will be taking on the Vulture Fund. That's all I know for the moment. So anyone who's concerned about O'Donovan's, O'Donovan's staying open and will be taking on the Vulture Fund. And that's where we leave it for the day and for the week. Programme edited by Ima Hay, produced and researched by Fergal Barry. We've had a busy week. Thank you for joining the conversation in whatever way you did. We'll start it all again Monday morning, just after nine.
2: Join the conversation. This is the Opinion line With the Cork City Marathon. Take on your next challenge this June by running solo or with a team. Register at CorkCityMarathon.ie Cork's 96 FM